0: talk to you today. I want to invite you to have second thoughts about opportunity. I want you to reckon this to be a day of opportunity. We all want to live in the land of opportunity. I live in California. We have a football team here called the 49ers. Why are they called the 49ers? Because in 1849, 170 years ago now, good news went out throughout the land. The time has come. Gold is in hand. Repent. That is, reconsider your strategy for living. Sell what you got. Move west. Buy picks, pans, and try to get gold. Because 170 years later, people still move to California because this has been known as a place, (laughs) rightly or wrongly now, where you can acquire wealth. When we think of opportunity, inevitably, the human mind tends to run that way. Just for the fun of it, I... I looked online under the question, what's the greatest opportunity in the world? And the first item that came up was a list of the world's greatest opportunity. Number one was start a digital marketing company. Uh, And the next one or two was sell digital products. Underneath that was become a blogger. Because we just assume opportunity has to do with getting rich. And yet, and yet, and yet, we all know the world is filled with miserable rich people. We know that's not it. Where do you go to find an opportunity that really is lasting, that really is substantial, that really matters? And we're thinking about the words of Dallas Willards these days in the book, The Divine Conspiracy, uh, in the introduction. So this is page 13, in Roman numerals. My hope is to gain a fresh hearing of Jesus, he says, especially among those who believe they already understand it. In his case, presumed familiarity has led to unfamiliarity. Unfamiliarity has led to contempt, and contempt to profound ignorance. So now, today, I want to invite you to have second thoughts about Jesus' And the opportunity that he gives you. And I'm talking today now not about the opportunity for what happens to you after you die. I'm talking about the opportunity for you to be rich today. A much better richness than just richness in having. Miroslav Wolf talks about this. Richness in being. To be filled with love. To be filled with joy. Who offers that opportunity? Dulles goes on. Jesus is automatically seen as more or less a magical figure who fits only within the categories of dogma and law. Dogma is what you have to believe, whether you believe it or not. And law is what you must do, whether it is good for you or not. And we put Jesus in this category. Well, I guess I'm supposed to believe these things or I'll get in trouble with God. I guess I'm supposed to do these things even though I do not actually genuinely believe that they will be the greatest opportunity for a truly rich, vital, abundant life. And when we think about Jesus in this way, we distort Him and we make it impossible to love Him and want to follow Him. Now, in fact, Della says, Jesus and his words have never belonged to the categories of dogma or law. Have never belonged to the categories of dogma or law. And to read them as if they did is simply to miss them. They are essentially subversive of established arrangements and ways of thinking. Jesus is a and essentially subversive character to the world as the way that you and I experience it and the messages that we regularly receive about here's the opportunity that you cannot afford to miss. This is clear from the way they first entered the world, their initial effects, how they are preserved in the New Testament writings and live on in his people. He himself described his words as spirit and life, not dogma and law, not things that you have to believe in if you don't really think they're true or stuff that you think you're forced to do, even though it's quite arbitrary and unlike giving. Spirit and life. Second thoughts. The life and words that Jesus brought into the world came in the form of information and reality. He and his early associates overwhelmed the ancient world because they brought into it a stream of life at its deepest, along with the best information possible on the most important matters. These were matters with which the human mind had already been seriously struggling for a millennium or more without success. The early message was, accordingly, not experienced as something its hearers had to believe or do, because otherwise something bad, something with no essential connection with real life, would happen to them. The people initially impacted by that message generally concluded they would be fools to disregard it. That was the basis of their conviction. And then this invitation comes today. And the question is, what are the thoughts that come to your mind when you think of this man, Jesus, and his basic message that life with God Life under guidance and wisdom is now available on this day. Whatever else is going on, whatever you face. I had lunch yesterday with a remarkable person who is a follower of Jesus and has suffered in his health and in relationships and circumstances in unbelievable ways and is a vibrant human being because he believes that The opportunity of life, real life together with God in a meaningful way lies before him. Individual Christians still hear Jesus say, whoever hears these words of mine and does them is like those intelligent people who build their houses upon the rock, standing firm against every pressure of life. How life-giving it would be if their understanding of the gospel allowed them simply to reply, I will do them. I will find out how. I will devote my life to it. This is the best life strategy I ever heard of. And then go off to their fellowship and its teachers and into their daily life to learn how to live in his kingdom as Jesus indicated was best. that's opportunity. That has been around for a lot longer than 170 years. And that's uh, the invitation that I want to present to me and to you today. This is a day of opportunity. We live in a time of unbelievable opportunity. But it's not because of finances. And finances have never made the world go round. They have never made people's lives secure or meaningful. They matter, uh, but they are not ultimate. The opportunity is to be with Jesus and learn from him how to live. And George MacDonald wrote about this years ago in a way that's always been very, very uh, helpful and centering to me. He has a character in one of his books. supposed to be a pastor, but realizes he doesn't even know what he believes. And the question that uh, both haunts him and then centers him and turns his life around is this. Have I ever done one single thing because Jesus said to do it? And he realized he never never had. He called himself a Christian, but he never actually... Uh, done one thing because Jesus said to do it. And I realized even in my own life as a pastor, very often I presented what I thought was a gospel message and asked people to respond to it to, for, to get forgiven. And I never actually said, uh, will you intend now to do what Jesus taught? And one of the problems there is often the way that we think about obedience. We need second thoughts about obedience. We think about obedience as just mindless compliance, lemmings sheep jumping off a cliff. No, 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 no. Obedience, rightly understood, is full of initiative and creativity and imagination and possibility. It, it builds on and does not detract from our humanity, but it does take from Jesus wisdom about how to live and to do what he said, to become a person that loves God and loves other people to desire to bless, including blessing those that curse me, to lay aside anger as a means for revenge and bitterness, to trust that God is with me enough today so that I can be with generous, so that I can be generous to other people, to look other folks in the eyes and see within them image-bearer, 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 and offer them kindness and encouragement and courageous truth. From one moment to the next, that's what lies before you today. So the invitation right now is to say this is the best opportunity I have ever had. I will do it. I will do what he says. I will find out how. Now today uh, when anger comes or fatigue comes or fear comes or confusion comes or enthusiasm comes or you see another person or you have a problem that you do not know how to solve or you want to lash out, or you want to hurt somebody, or uh, you want to be impatient, to pause and say, now, my friend Jesus, would you be my teacher? Can I walk with you through this day? To look at this as a day of divine opportunity, to be a spiritual 49er, the best invitation ever given to the human race, and it's yours today. Second thoughts about the day. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you'd like to find more resources, you can go to our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the daily emails that go along with each video. You can access our full library of videos there. And you can let us know if you're interested in some of the upcoming leadership resources that we're working on right now. If you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can text us that request at 888-0444. Our team meets daily Monday through Friday to pray for those requests. And so thanks for letting us come alongside you in your spiritual growth journey. We'll see you next time.